0: And I'm telling you, Dominion's vision for this year is to make sure that we be a house that has every resource that the body of Christ needs to be activated, to be equipped with ministry, to go and do great exploits. I'm talking about world changer stuff. I'm talking about a church that will not warm pews, but will take the fire of the Holy Ghost into our community. Everywhere we are, we're activated in the ministry. I believe that every believer is a minister. If you believe in Jesus, then you'll talk, you'll talk about Jesus. But we want to make sure that you're equipped. And I'm telling you, there are major, when I say major, there are major, mega moves happening behind the scenes that I haven't even got permission yet to release. And when I say permission, I ain't talking about from man. I'm talking about from the Holy Ghost. God, God's making me hold on to some things. See, even before I even share it, but I'm telling you, mega stuff is coming. But this growth track is the start of it. It's only the start of something great. It's going to come the launching pad. Amen? Amen. How many of you have just really, seriously, as I get ready to go into tonight, how many of you just really been enjoying what God's been doing on this fast, whether it's in your personal life? Come on. We're in the midst of a corporate fast, and every time we do, man, there's just a sensitivity in the Spirit of God, and there's just such a, just an awakening that begins to happen, and I'm so thankful for that. But um, I want to also say that I know that the message that I'm preaching is effective, and here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to school you real quick on effectiveness. How do you know you're being effective? Because of the onslaught of warfare that comes. Some of y'all look for ease and, and call that God. <laughs> you ain't built from the Satan side of the camp that I am, bro. Because I'm telling you, when it gets easy, I get scared. But where there's adversity, I'm like, okay, my, I'm pushing against something, right? But I can tell you, even since over the last, I would say the last three weeks, and then even last week, the revelation that I began to reveal on the kingdom, the onslaught of warfare that I have felt in my mind, in my body, in the ministry, and in my home, has been to another level. Any witness in the house that say, "Hey, hey, we feel you, preacher. We're with you. We're with you. But it's because this message of the kingdom highly disrupts every plan of the enemy because this revelation of the kingdom truly brings God's people out of bondage. See, the message of the kingdom, listen now, watch this, the message of the kingdom, God, I, I, just, I, I just, I feel like slapping devils sometimes. And the message of the kingdom even frees you from the bondage of religion. And, and I even shared some of this last week, but I want to touch on it again because a, a lot of what you may even hear from, the, from this pulpit tonight may be shocking to you because what I'm going to tell you is that even the church, Ameri- the church in America has designed a, 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 in an entity that, that it wants the people so dependent on the church so that you don't leave. See, we want, my God, I gotta just go. I just gotta go. We want people showing up to the feed trough because as long as they're showing up and paying for the meal, as long as they're paying for the meal, you show up, you find your little spot at the feed trough, we feed you on Sunday, we feed you a little bit on Wednesday, then you mosey on through the week because you get to check the box that you are in church and you got your church on and you got your Jesus on. But see, the message of the kingdom says that when you leave here, you leave here in power and every 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 infirmity, every devil, every, every bit of bondage, it has to bow at the name of Jesus and you're activated and you're an ambassador and you're empowered and we're saying that you're not coming here because you need this. We are saying you're here because the world needs you. And a lot of, I'll be honest with you, a lot, of, a lot of church nowadays don't want to preach a message of empowerment because they're like, well, what happens if preachers start rising somebody starts preaching and they're a better preacher than me and then they throw me out of church and they hire him. You know what I say bro here if you want to walk in anybody have them here you here, here you go <laughs> hey I didn't choose this thing <laughs> I got my identity stolen one time I told him I, I with the guy that stole my identity I said hold up hold up I said, tell him he forgot something. I said, if he's gonna steal my identity, he forgot my phone. Tell him he gotta answer that thing at one o'clock in the morning. He's gotta go sit next to mama's bedsides that are crying because her son's strung out. Come on, you want my identity? You gotta have it all, brother. You don't, you don't just get you don't just get the pretty family on Facebook. Hallelujah. Man, I just wanna teach tonight. I just want to teach. Lord help me. Help me be a teacher, Lord. I'm serious, I come in here and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna teach and talk to him tonight and I get fired up. Stand with me for the reverence of reading God's word. Matthew chapter six. We're in a two-part message. If you missed out last week, you missed out. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Said a lot of foundational work, but guess what? If you jump in tonight, you'll catch something, okay? Matthew chapter six in verse 10. Can we say this together as a body? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Father, we thank you tonight. Father, we thank you tonight. God, that you love us so much, you want to do life with us. Father, but you don't want to just do life with us. You want us activated, God we are your yes in the earth Father we are Father God your remnant your people arising Father God Lord that we will not bow to the gods of this day Lord we will not We will not worship an idol and we will not we will not throw ourselves into the, into the trappings and the snares of this world but God we will be empowered by your spirit we will be renewed in our mind by your word we will be activated by your anointing and we will do great exploits in your name not so that we can be great but God that we would decrease that you could increase and that Jesus would be high and lifted up and every man every woman every child every household every boss every businessman would be drawn on to Jesus the author the perfecter the finisher of our very faith Lord Father we just want to do what you died for us to do we just want to be who you died for us to be God, we just want to live for who you rose again for us to be. Father, we thank you tonight that at the entrance of your word there is light, there is revelation, and it will go forth and not return void. In Jesus' name. Tell two people say, "Here we go. Here we go." Hallelujah. 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 Mm-mm. I'm telling you, I, f- I feel him in this place tonight. Mm. Hallelujah. Some of y'all looking at me like, what do you expect, dummy? He's always here. God is really, really gracious with his presence and with his power. Amen. Amen. And I really, I, I, I don't ever want to get to a place where we take for granted the tangible sweetness of the presence of God. It's in that presence that we're changed. It's in that presence that we're called. It's in that presence that we are molded. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10. Uh, Jesus teaching his disciples how to pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I want to talk to you about thy kingdom coming tonight again in part two. I'll, I'll teach a little bit more on this. I'll be honest with you, I could teach weeks, months, and even years on this concept, but I, I the Lord dealt with me about breaking off just a, a nugget of your identity to charge you to dig deeper into the scriptures, to throw yourself more at the mercy of God, to, to seek his face in a day that he may be found and, and, and get in his word and get hungry for his word. So my heart in preaching This message, listen to me. This message is not being preached for altar calls. This message is not preaching for uh, is being preached for any kind of reaction, amens or omes. This message is being preached to strike the ground for the well of hunger to arise in you, for you to realize that you've been settling for less, and you've been made for more. And the gospel of the kingdom brings a revelation that yes, you are saved, but for what? Hallelujah. So the gospel that I'm preaching is not a false gospel. I'm preaching the gospel. The gospel. The reason why the message of the kingdom isn't preached by a lot of preachers is because many of them won't take the time to study but catch us to seek it. Because the kingdom is only discovered by seeking. (laughs) So therefore, many preachers preach what they have. I can I can't preach to you a revelation that I don't possess. If I tried, I would look dumb and stutter, and and, and and you would you would be like, yeah, I read that on Google too. So what I'm telling you is, voices in your life can only activate you to the level of which they in they, the revelation that they've been walking in. So a lot of times the message even that I've preached last Wednesday and now tonight and in some spheres would seem contrary because what I'm telling you is yes, the gospel of Jesus Christ, he died, he was buried, he rose again. But that is not the entirety of the message. That message, Jesus said, I am the door. If he is the door, then that tells me there is a room, there is a house, there is something beyond the door. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. So it's through this understanding that Jesus is and was and is to come, and he is the one in which we must pass through. The church has been satisfied with the message of just coming to the door. All right, all right, all right so therefore many preachers preach what they have Jesus and there's nothing wrong with that there is nothing wrong with that Paul said woe is me if I don't preach the gospel I preach Christ and, and, and him crucified that is a message but it's not the entirety of the message he died he rose again for what? okay here we go now this is where, this is where I'm going to rub, rub some of y'all wrong if you get mad you'll get over it and it'll be all good we have trained the church that Jesus died, buried, rose again. And, th- and then, you know, at the, at the ascension, 40 days he wanders, he's seen walking the earth. And there he, at the Mount of Olives, he arises, two angels sitting there. And they say, why do you peer, looking unto heaven? For in the same manner he goes, he comes again. And so, so now we have this, this revelation that, that we're not just to be sitting there staring at the sky. Woo! But what we've done is we've raised the mentality in the church that you got saved, you got set free, but now all you're doing is you're waiting on the day for Jesus to return. And that message of the gospel is an inferior message that he did not just die for you to be saved and sitting, waiting on him to come back. We are not at a bus stop. We are not in a waiting room. We are not sitting on the sidelines while Jesus is still running the ball. See, this message that I'm preaching, it will conflict you. Because what it says is you don't just get to sit by and wait on Jesus to come back and get you. Is Jesus coming back? You doggone right, he's coming back. He'll split the eastern sky It's like the lightning flashes from the east to west. So cometh the Son of Man. But my question is, is what are you going to be doing when he shows up? We got a church in the mentality of the church. We just like we had a bus stop. You waiting on your ride? Yeah, 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 me too. Some of us look, oh, Holy Ghost. Y'all ready for this? This just came from the Holy Ghost. He said, I'm tired of my church looking like Forrest Gump. That's what we look like. we just sitting there. Like a bunch of chocolates. And Jesus is saying... What are you doing with the message that you've received? The Bible said, as much as you've received Christ, so walk in him. Watch this. If I received him, it means I don't get to sit. As much as you receive Christ, so walk in him. There is something about walking out the message. See, the message of the kingdom is a message of occupying. It's a message of expansion. It's a message of taking territory. It's the reason why a church would get so bold to write it on their wall. Give us this region. I'm not talking about dirt. I'm talking about souls. I'm talking about crack houses. I'm talking about schools. I'm talking about governments. I'm talking about houses. That's what I'm talking about. Give us the region, God. Give us the region. I'm sick and tired of the devil occupying the 843, the 803. I believe it's the church's finest hour to arise. Just want to teach tonight, Lord. (laughs) Leave that up, teacher Derek. So watch this. So therefore, many preachers preach what they have, and thank God, many of them have Jesus, so they preach the centrality of the message of just Jesus. But watch this. So now we preach the message of Jesus, but we never preach the message that Jesus preached. I'm going to say it again. So now we have a church that preaches the message of Jesus but never preaches the message that Jesus preached. I'm going to prove it to you scripturally. Don't worry. I'm going to prove it to you. Matthew 4 and 17. So from that time on, now Jesus began. This is his public arrival of ministry in Matthew 4 and 17. And from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. His message was a message of repentance for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Watch this. Jesus, oh, what I'm about to say is going to make something of y'all, man. Jesus did not go around preaching that he was the son of God. <laughs> he did not go around. Matter of fact, he, he tried to hide that message. Oh, we're going to talk tonight. Don't worry. I'm going to show you all this scripturally because some of y'all, you just need to read your Bibles and you'll see it. See, he didn't go around preaching that he was going to die. He tried to hide that. He didn't tell them that he was going to be rose again. He tried to hide that. I'm talking about public ministry. But he did preach a message. He preached the message of the kingdom of heaven had come. John the Baptist in Matthew chapter 3, I believe it is, is standing on the banks of the Jordan River. And he says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. But John the Baptist is preaching a message. Watch this. It's going to help some of y'all. He is preaching a message on the banks of the Jordan that is repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He is preaching a preparatory message of the return of Christ and it is a message of preparing and repenting for the kingdom of God is, is coming. For the kingdom of God is on its way, for the kingdom of God is at hand. In other words, you can reach out and grab it, it's that close. Watch. The Bible goes on to say that the end will not come until this message of the gospel of the kingdom is preached into all the world. Hold on, watch. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. John the Baptist shows up preaching the first time the gospel of the kingdom saying, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus shows up. The second time that Jesus is coming, on his second coming, he's not coming back until there is a church that arises and preaches the message of the kingdom. Just like John prepared the way of the Lord, this ecclesia, God's people, will be like those crying in the wilderness, repent, for the kingdom of God is coming again. It's here. It's now the kingdom of God. So... Matthew 4 and 17, from that time when Jesus began to preach, he preached, repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. I want to take Matthew 16, I want to break this down. This is where I really want to teach from. Give me 15 minutes, I'll be done. You can go home. Matthew 16 and verse 13. Matthew 16 and verse 13. It says, and when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, that he asked his disciples, I, I I want to go through this slow, okay? Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Watch this next verse. But what about you? He asked, who do you say that I am? Verse 16, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, or in one translation, you are the Christ, the anointed one, the son of the living God. God, Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and by blood, but by my father in heaven. Hold on, it's going somewhere. And I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades or hell will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose in the earth will be loosed in heaven. Verse 20. And then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Hmm. See, because the time had not yet come. I understand that. Watch this. The time had not yet come for the revel- for the revealing that he was the Messiah. It, it would have caused the, 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 the rule, the Sanhedrin, to be in an uproar. They would have came, tried to you know kill him before his time. We know none of that is possible because God is in control. And that no man took his life. He laid it down. And so here, though, he orders his disciples, hey, don't tell anyone. Shh. The message that the church is so caught up on preaching that he is the Messiah. And amen, yes and amen, he is the Messiah. He is the Son of God, the spotless Lamb of God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the sacrificial Lamb, without spot, without blemish, who took away the sins of the world. Yes, that is true. But the church has got caught up preaching just that message. And what we have created, watch this, is a reciprocating door that people come in the church, all they ever hear is how Jesus died for them, and, and, and they just confess as Lord and they're saved and that's it and then they come back through and they rededicate their life then they rededicate their life and then they rededicate their life and they rededicate their life because nobody ever steps in and activates them the authority of the kingdom that they have the power to walk on scorpions and Satan and so what we do is we get people caught in a cycle and now their salvation comes from the church And now people don't feel saved unless they come to church. Mm. Okay, let me just break this down to you. Watch. I want you to understand, Matthew 6 and 33, I don't think y'all have that scripture, but it says, this is my life verse so I can quote it. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things will be added unto you. So it's through this scripture that we understand that the kingdom does not come to casual Christians. There is something to be sought after. There is something to be dug. There is something to be discovered. That that the kingdom is not revealed frivolously and and just freely to whosoever. He will not cast his pearl before swine. The secrecy of the kingdom is something that must be discovered. It's got to be dug. It creates a hunger. Whosoever hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. In, in, In Matthew 6 and 33 it says that if we would seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness... So there's a hunger that has to happen. You do not just get to be a complacent Christian, a comfortable Christian, and discover the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Listen, this gospel that I'm preaching, it is one that is exhilarating. It's one that you feel like you're constantly living behind the eight ball, wanting to see what God's about to do next. You'll never feel like you got it figured out. You won't get bored. If you're bored, shout Amen. All right, glory to God. Y'all listening tonight? Y'all listening tonight? (laughs) We understand through Matthew 16 that the kingdom is not about information, but revelation. Can I tell you, we got a lot of informed church folk. Jesus tells Peter, he said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, Simon's son, son of Jonah. He says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So it's through this concept that we find out that the beginning of the understanding of the kingdom comes through revelation and never through information. Do you hear what I'm saying? That he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is speaking. We can have information, but yet lack revelation. We got a lot of information-driven ministries, and there's nothing wrong with being informed. But watch this. Revelation reveals, and when there's a revealing, there is a revealing for receiving. And watch this. Peter didn't just receive the... My God. Peter didn't just receive the, the revelation of who Jesus was, but in discovering who Jesus was, he found out who he was. See, that's what revelation does. Revelation will change you. You can't come in contact with revelation, finding out who God is, and not, in the meantime, him transfer who you really are. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, Romans 14 and 17, watch this. It says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Here, you ready? The kingdom is not what can be seen, but in what can be felt. For the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. What am I telling you? A lot of people look for the kingdom and they think it's something tangible that they can see. I'll tell you, this kingdom, you'll feel it before you ever see it. You'll be in a room and in the kingdom of God, the authority of Christ is seated in the room and all of a sudden you feel it. You want to lay down uh, uh, those those things that you've been dabbling. You want to turn off those movies you've been watching. You want to get away from that group you've been hanging out with because something is overwhelming. It's a feeling. It's not tangible. It's not meat. It's not drink. You can't bottle it up and sell it on TBN for $9.99. This is salt, not bought. Watch, 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 watch. I got to hurry because it's 759 and y'all got to go home. Don't tell me that. Keys. So watch this. He says, behold, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Let me, let me share this with you keys right keys so if we understand that the kingdom is not necessarily tangible it's something that's not 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 seen as much as it is felt then when he says behold i give you the keys we got to understand that keys are not going to be tangible keys we got to and what i mean by that watch this i'm saying that you won't always hmm, you won't always see that you have them but you'll be able to show up and all of a sudden things in the spirit will just begin to open up because you've got access and identity through revelation, the revealing of who he is, the revealing of his of His supreme uh, of His supreme kingship over your life. Then all of a sudden you show up to doors and boom, they start popping open. You show up to job interviews and boom, it opens up. You show up in, in families' lives and all of a sudden things start breaking loose in, in your family's life because the kingdom is among you. It's there, it's active, it's alive. So watch, if, if you want to know what the keys are, keys are the secrets of the kingdom, watch this, that bring change. He said, behold, I give you the secrets to bring change. I, bring you the, I give you the secrets that bring change. What do keys do? Keys represent authority, access, and power. Watch this, if I give you the keys to my house, then you have the authority, you have the access, and you have the power to show up to my house, turn a key, walk in, help yourself to anything in my house, right? If I gave you the keys to my house, all you got to do is get there. And when you get there, now you've got authority, access, and power to occupy every space in my house. Do you understand that Jesus looks at his disciples and tells them, behold, I give you the keys of the kingdom. In other words, I've given you authority, access, and power to show up in the kingdom. And now all of a sudden you got free reign in anything that you can show up to. Anything that you can understand. Anything you can have revelation in. You'll be able to bind on earth. You'll be able to loosen in the earth. You'll be able to... All right, all right, all right, all right. So, notice this. So, watch this, watch this. you got to catch this. you got to see these things in the Bible when you read it. He did not say, I give you the keys to the kingdom. He can't give you keys to something you already have. He said, but I give you the key, key, keys of the kingdom. In other words, I'm going to put you, I'm going to bring you into my kingdom but it's going to be up to you to have the revealing of what key unlocks what door, how far you go, how deep you go, how, how much you access, how much you occupy, how much you have authority over, how much you have power over. I'm going to give you the keys of my kingdom. And it's now it's going to be your job in your life journey to discover what key unlocks what door and how to activate it and how to walk in the authority I've given you. Watch this, though. Watch this, watch this. I can tell you what one key absolutely is. It's the first key. It's the key of revelation. A key of the kingdom is revelation. How can I say that? Because in in the gospel that we just read with Peter, he said to him, he said, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Right? Revelation. Watch this, watch this. When Peter has the revelation. All of a sudden, it's an activation of who Peter is and what God's plan is. Watch, watch, watch. I could ask you, but I'm not going to. I would say, how many of you in this room want to know what God's plan is for your life? And so many hands would raise up. So many hands would be, you know, yeah, I really want to know what God's plan is. And Jeremiah 29, 11 lets us know that God has plans for our life. They're good, not evil. But watch this, watch this. We will never occupy the plan of God without first understanding who God is. And the reason why so many people don't uh, arrive at their destination is because they've never had a revelation of the one who destined them to go there. So, so Jesus tells Peter, he says, you, Peter, you, Simon, uh, uh, son of Barjona, you, Peter, I will build my church on this rock. What rock? The rock of revelation, not Peter. Not Peter, Catholic church, but the rock of revelation. On this solid foundation of revelation, I'm going to build my church. I'm going to have a church that is full of revelation. And when you come to that revelation, you will be able to know who you are. You'll be able to know what I want to do with your life. You're not going to wander amiss. And what's the message that the church preaches all the time? That Jesus is the son of God. That's the message that the church preaches all the time. Correct. Jesus is the son of God. But get this. They never preach beyond that. They never preach beyond the fact that he is the son of God. You ready for this? I'm going to shake something up. Not only is Jesus the son of God. But one son had to die to bring forth many sons. That he was the seed of God. That God put in the earth why to bring many sons to glory. Who are those sons? You are sitting right here. You've been told your whole life Jesus is the Son of God. You ready for this? He is the Son of God, but you're His brother. Oh. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I think I've preached and taught enough. I think y'all are good with what you got. Oh. They never preached the revelation beyond that Jesus said that was the foundation. That's in w- where he would start the building and the establishing of his church. Why does the church seem so incomplete? You ready? Because we are still... Laying the foundational message over and 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 over 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 again. I believe that God wants us to move beyond the elementary teachings and begin to see sons and daughters of God begin to walk in their destiny, their calling, and their purpose. You ready for this? I'm only going to preach scripture to you. Jesus said, that which you've seen me do, you will go on to do greater. Where is the greater in the church? We can't even raise them out of wheelchairs. You know, Peter walked on water. I think the ecclesia of 2023 should be running on water. I think we should be doing cartwheels on water. I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm telling you to, 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 to exaggerate a point. It's the fact that if Peter walked on it, we should be running on it. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. We lack revelation. That's why we have settled for the milk of God's word when there is a buffet of meat. We'll never grow if we don't bite on something that can toughen our gums a little bit. Hallelujah. Stand with me all over the house. Brooke, you can come play something. I'm not going to do an altar call though tonight. Uh, Maybe I will. I want you to do something just by the person that's closest to you just place your hand on their shoulder hallelujah you ain't got to cross an aisle you ain't got to go up in the media booth and pray for them just person closest to you I want you to pray this and say, Lord, whatever you're trying to reveal to my brother or sister, I pray that you would give them understanding, that you would open their ears to your word this year like never before. Father, we don't want to live inferior. We want to be everything that you died and bled for us to be. Father, we pray that thy kingdom come. There will be done in us as it is in heaven. Father, I thank you right now that as we can, by the Spirit, God, Lord, we bind everything that needs to be bound, God. Lord, we bind everything that needs to be bound, God everything that does not resemble God your name, your image and your likeness God we bind it in the name of Jesus. Father God we thank you that we are the church God we are the blood bought we are the redeemed of the Lord and God that when we say something God it moves God when we say something God it shifts when we say something God things are activated God that there is power of life and death in our tongues that we don't just pray amiss as those that are beating their arms against the air but God you are mighty to save you hear us when we call we are your church we are your ecclesia we are the army of the living god and lord we thank you that the gates of hell will not prevail father we come before you and god we loosen lord we loosen god we loosen the spirit of revelation to your church God, that we would not settle for milk, but that we would hunger and thirst after righteousness, that thy kingdom would come, that your will would be done in us as it is in heaven, in Darlington, in Florence, in Hartsville, in Society Hill, in Timmonsville, in Lamar, in Dillon. God, hallelujah. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in us as it is in heaven, Lord. He said, Behold, I give you the keys of the kingdom. What are the keys? The keys are the secrets and the mysteries of the kingdom that bring change. He said it this way in Matthew 13 and 44. He said, For the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. And when a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy... Went and sold all that he had, and bought that field. I was reading this scripture today, and I saw something I've never seen before. I saw the gospel of Jesus in that in that message right there. A lot of times, I always saw the I always saw the kingdom that the kingdom's hidden in dirt that that the kingdom of God in you. I gotta I gotta work through your dirt to discover the kingdom of God in you. I've always I've always preached that message that God takes His treasure and hides it in earthen vessels. But today, this is what I saw. You ready? Matthew 13 and 44 says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. I could preach a whole message on this, but I'm not going to. Hidden in a field. And when a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Jesus came to the dirt. He revealed the kingdom. Watch this. And when he discovered the kingdom among men, He came, watch this, watch this, he cursed the fig tree and he told him, he said, the kingdom of God's here. He went and he drove out devils and he said, if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come among you. He brought the kingdom with him, watch this. But then what did he do? He hid it, woo, and for the joy. And in his joy went and sold all that he had and bought that field, watch this, the Bible says, and the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He, whoo, you caught that, you caught that. That's kingdom, that's kingdom. Then he took the treasure. He, he, he came and revealed it, he discovered it. And then he hid it again. And he said, now I want all y'all to find it. And then the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. Because enduring the cross He was buying the field. He bought the dirt, y'all. He bought me. Do you not know that you've been purchased? Not with the blood of bulls and rams, but with the precious blood of Jesus. Oh, if that don't make you shout, your wood is wet. That's the kingdom. But here's the thing, watch. Watch treasure's hidden we gotta find it and when we find it we get to partake in what he purchased not just our salvation but revelation guess what church it's time to get dirt under our nails again. It's time to get in His Word and dig and say, Show me your ways, oh God. Take your Word and hide it in my heart that I might not sin against you, God. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Woo! Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I've I've preached this message tonight to you. That he is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. He is the Christ. He loved you. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And Jesus, because He loves you so much, He ran to the cross of Calvary. He was beaten. He was re- He was refused. He was betrayed. He was spit on. His beard ripped out. The crown of thorns upon His head. He was He was rejected and despised. He was left as a thief upon a cross. He died the death that you should have died so that you could live the life that He He could have lived. Instead, it was the great exchange that God would take his only son and place him on a cross that was meant for thieves and for rivalers and for sinners like you and like me. And God said, I'm going to put him there so that you can go free. And Jesus' blood began to drip down that cross and it paid the price for every one of us who was afar off to God to be able to boldly come to the throne of grace in a time that we need mercy and that we may obtain help in Jesus' name. And so tonight we come We receive this grace freely as the firstborns of Jesus' blood, his redeeming blood that has birthed us into this new birth of salvation. If you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus, I'm telling you, it's not just about salvation. That is incredible. Yes, you'll go to heaven, but you're not going to wait on heaven. God said, I'm going to use you to start bringing heaven to earth. It'll be a life of revelation and empowerment to walk out the gifting of God that God has put in your life. If you're here tonight though and you don't know Jesus as Lord or, or maybe you've walked away from Him, I want you to know He bought that field. He bought all your dirt. He bought all your dirt. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here tonight and you say, "Preach, I'm lost. Will you just slip up your hand so I can see you? I'm not going to make a spectacle out of you. I'll pull you aside later after service if you're here and you feel that tug from the Spirit of God. Will you slip your hand if you're here tonight? God sees you. God sees you. God sees you. Hallelujah. Any at all, I want to make sure we make this call. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you tonight that the kingdom of God is near. It's here in this room, it's alive in us. It's the hope of glory, Lord. God, I'm so thankful that I am a pilgrim passing through, that this world is not my home. But God, as long as I'm here, let me make it look as much like your house as possible. Father, we thank you that the kingdom of God has come here amongst us as a people. And we can see many souls saved in Jesus' mighty name.